मुजब से पॉडकास्ट दिस इज अभिशरन happy to share the interview with eminent theater personality A Mangai. Mangai is an Indian theater actor, director and writer. She is also an academic and a feminist activist from Tamil Nadu. She has published articles, books and taught in universities in India and abroad. Thank you and welcome to Project Ripple A. Uh, please say about your current works during this pandemic time thanks abish for that question for asking this because i think uh, as artists we usually quote betrol brecht and say that there will be singing about the dark times mm-hmm. um, i don't know I, i don't know how we are going to be um working the experiences of this time into our art mm. that is for the future to say but what i really thought um, was important was to keep that uh, warmth there is a certain um, affective solidarity among the artists especially during difficult times um, whenever there has been a um, uh, any kind of havoc both um, nature uh, man made state imposed impunities and the pandemic we really think i think we need to keep that affective solidarity so i think for us um, or i look at it as getting ready to go out after all this lockdown mm-hmm. to a post pandemic world you know uh whichever country we are in the world that we are going to be working in i don't think it's going to be uh the same anymore so therefore we as artists people who have been uh, working closely for the past 10 years or so so right from the beginning of the lockdown we kept meeting doing some readings and then moved on to having announced uh, performances very short 15 to 20 minutes usually with one connection you know mm-hmm. so that in on zoom it otherwise becomes difficult and uh, what i really learned is that that uh, this pandemic time since everybody is under lockdown and are at home there were events that we could host across time zones mm-hmm. you know especially i i still remember we had one zoom performance of uh, the group i have been working with in sri lanka surya women's cultural group uh, which presented uh, an excerpt from one of the plays uh, that we had done together in 2017 and uh, because there is a sri lankan tamil diaspora all over the world 
we did have people from canada and australia and others and that was very moving and then i i think that has given me um a lot of confidence that uh, this lockdown shouldn't really curtail us in any way so i'm actually moving on to doing to start rehearsing for a new work based on uh, maya angelou uh, the poem titled when i think about myself i laugh i laugh till i choke mm. so i mean i'm just going to take that idea but i really want to talk about everything from black lives matter to the lives that need to be brought into attention in our country today so i'm really looking forward to it but i should also say that um, in terms of writing this pandemic time gave an unexpected um, time to really work on writing reflecting and all that so i had been very slow in completing a project of india foundation for the arts on pamal samanda mudaliyar Uh-huh. uh late 19th century early 20th century person whom we call a father of um, at least early modern tamil theater in chennai city and so i i'm very excited about his work and i'm also planning to translate some of the chapters from his dramatic autobiography so pandemics did not let me down yeah ah uh, yes and how do you look at your past artistic academic and activist works in tamil nadu and sri lanka first of all these three words artistic academic and activist um i mean i know i keep struggling you know when you're among the artists you tell them you need to be also academically aware and probably be aware of the uh, activist concerns and vice versa so i mean i usually describe myself as a devil's advocate uh depending on wherever you are but then in my own experience they have not been separate entities you know they overlap there is an interweaving of um academic activist and artistic concerns and i think i would had also been quite lucky because the college i worked in in stella maris college chennai i think ours was the only college where we offered a very basic elective course on theater skills mm. and i'm really very happy to say that many of my students went on to take up theater seriously as a playwright as a director and you know so they still continue to there is that ripple effect that you find in the from the students side um in terms of activism i mean i think it that began first even before my academic or artistic journey began i began with the 80s women's movement as part of left women's groups so i was always interested in having theater as a democratic space to raise issues to hold a discussion you know to kind of open out the layers of meanings that we have uh visavi especially gender issues but i think once i decided that theater is going to be my form then i think for me um just to have women on stage that's how we started in 1992 when we formed voicing silence our goal was just to have 50% women on stage you know so if you have a play with eight people can we think of having four 
of them as women because i i found that even that ratio was missing in theater uh but then now i think i also feel that we should see different bodies on stage you know the more i have worked with um, especially queer communities and various other communities and on issues i really feel theater is lot poorer if we don't bring these bodies on stage of course they the people i mean when you put a trans uh, community on stage they are going to be lot more confident um about facing themselves and their life because they go up on stage but it is also helpful for theater to see these bodies with uh, with a certain kind of dignity so that way i think um, if i have to really kind of think of the work um, so far and probably in future too it will be about having independent uh, women in their own right you know so for me the journey was to begin with the um, the gypsy the kurati mm-hmm. and the uh, bard in sangamage through avvai and uh, to a nun who when we did mani megale uh it was the nun who was feeding the hungry uh, feeding the people who were hungry with her akshay patra uh-huh. amudasrabi as we call it in tamil so i think uh, that journey continues so there is that kind of nomadic restlessness to keep moving and i think uh, it is the same thing that we try to take to sri lanka as well in sri lanka i began working in 98 with this women's group called surya uh, women's development group who had their own cultural center and they were already doing um plays and stuff but i think what um, made it special for me was we were trying to really think of a language uh, in which to talk about women's plight at that time with so many disappearances and death and ethnic conflict and militarism um i mean i've i've done that in uh, tamil nadu also but in tamil nadu you have many people who have explored traditional forms like kutu or tapatam and other things in sri lanka also that has been a big movement but i think what we did as part of the women's quest was to really think of rituals like that is done for kanagi temples in kanagi temples it is called kunirti you know it is appeasing comforting i don't know how you will translate that you know it is to make you cool hmm. and calm kunirti so these are rituals that were done to kanagi when she went there as a widow after burning down madurai that's what the mythology says but we tried to use all that on stage so i'm and they continue and there are members of that cultural team who have try to stay on in theater and um, it's it's a very very important part of my journey mm. you have collaborated with many south indian scholars and writers for your works um your feminist perspective and aesthetics are very much unique and rooted to south indian vernacular culture Uh, your works have the tamil dravidian culture influence 
which is totally different from the mainstream aesthetics as an artist and activist please explain the process of your work mm. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be very honest i i don't think i can be in any other way i mean i don't know how to be in any other way <laughs> but i think the words um, south indian or dravidian mm. are terms that we are using to differentiate from let's say north indian or general indian mm. or aryan you know so in that sense i think we are uh, it is a relative term for me i think um, it is because i am um, tied to the land tamil nadu and to the language uh, and therefore this is how um, i could really function and um, what i think uh, helped me was my collaborations like you mentioned because i mean two of my major collaborators who span almost 20 odd years of my work in theater one is um, a marxist leninist poet in kulap we called him um, makkal kavinyar people's poet and he was way senior to me but we worked together uh on um i i directed almost all his plays and his plays were based on classical um tamil literature that point when i started working with him it was very important for me in the mid uh, 90s you know so after babri masjid so you why do we have to think of um only mahabharata ramayana as our resources you know so I've, i was looking for alternative resources to really kind of uh, claim it as our heritage and i think uh, uh, classical sangam literature was wonderful that way because it is relatively secular and it is very much connected to nature and there's a lot of complex understanding of agam puram the internal and the external life and all that so uh, in kulab's avay which was his first play um and really made me enter into that world which was totally new and classical as far as tamil literature uh, goes and i really played with it i mean even though i love tamil i'm not one of those tamils who think the first monkey was a tamil monkey you know so <laughs> i i'm also critical about tamil nationalism so i like for example manimegalai which is an epic in tamil i did it with the popular um isai nadagam form with the artists who were doing these forms so there was a there was a kind of a mix of classical text and a popular theater form uh so it was it was really really interesting um but my other collaborator v geeta who is a feminist historian um literally dragged me from the classical age to the contemporary age so she is a feminist historian and she is a scholar in periyar and ambedkar so um, i also directed close to about six plays that she wrote and all of them were based on contemporary feminist history so we we literally un, unveiled the universe of 
uh, various feminist voices across time, at least from late 19th century to uh, the whole span of 20th century. And uh, these women were speaking to us in, in our day, you know, to our times. So that is, um, that is what I think made this possible uh, to be rooted in this, in this part of uh, the country and the world. When I want to talk about process, I, I think this collaboration that I had already elaborated uh, was very, very crucial because these two people were not writing plays when I started working with them. So they were literally writing plays um, because I wanted to direct them, you know, and we worked together and they were very open. So that level of collaboration in itself was a big process. You know, and uh, both of them also contributed in whatever work that uh, I undertook. Apart from that, when we go to the artists and the actors, I think um, there's a certain um, time-consuming collectivism which I really insist upon, especially from 2003 and four when we started having um, many LGBTQ people as part of our group. Uh, what was important was to create a safe space during the rehearsals, during the performance and also to kind of learn to accept all bodies and give them the dignity that they deserve. You know, I mean, it, it's not very rosy. It sounds very romantic <laughs> when I speak out now, but I think there have been many failures, many criticisms, many breakups, uh, everything. But I think... Um, I would like to keep my conscience clear, you know, and I'm open and I'm open to learn at uh, any point. So every time we work on something together, I think it is as uh, it is such a learning experience for me. And uh, I really value all the people who make this theater possible, which is also why theater is a very, very special form, the collectivism of theater. Uh, the last question is, what do you have to say to the young woman who work in the area of theatre as activists? Yeah, <laughs> that's a big question. Actually, if women stay in theatre or work in theatre, that in itself uh, is partly activism, as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. You know, because theatre is... Uh, it is a very demanding form and it's very difficult to survive and sustain within it, especially in our country because it's not going to be a very paying um, field. You know, you can't build a whole career just with theatre. So if women are coming and choosing to be in theatre, that in, I'm very happy about that. Even that is more than enough uh, for me. But I think... Uh, I just think um, if women can try and find a space in theatre where they feel happy and excited and not trampled upon, and that is a survival strategy, you know. And I think um, especially after the Me Too campaign, so much has come out in the open. Um, so you know how much more difficult it is to survive 
uh, especially in a field like theater so that i think um, is something you know you don't burn out you create a space without burning yourself out at the end of the day i think you should feel that you are happily working in a field that that gives you so much reassurance that gives you your selfhood you know your your own sense of worth and i think that will be something that i would like to say and also like all feminists i think we all survive and we all continue and we are all happy and excited because of the alliances we have built the solidarities that have come about you know and very often i i don't know how this generation with this um, uh, with this idea of um, i know what i need kind of statement will they i don't know if they will agree with me but i really think um it is okay to be dependent and dependency is not weakness and we are all interdependent you know so it we are not going to be the protected sex that virginia wolf told us to be but we know that we need people with us we need people around us and for us so i think that's all and i i think i would say that not just to the women in theater i think it is to all of us in theater to women a little more emphatically i guess and thank you for your time thank you This episode ends here. Techno Gypsy will come back with another one.